Welcome to Right on Talk with Mike and Tim, the only political-minded podcast that doesn't take itself so damn seriously. Have some fun with a couple of happy buddies attempting to solve the world's problems with no hate, just humor. Let's get started. Welcome to Right on Talk. This is Mike. I'm Tim. And we've got a special in-house guest. From out of town. Out of town, of course. Tubby, the The political political refugee. refugee. Welcome, Tubby. Obviously. And on the line, we got tons of special guests. We've got Father Teddy back. (laughs) The bear. Hey, how you doing, Father? Hey, Father. Hey, it's okay. How's my favorite sinners doing today? (laughs) We're doing. If you're going to send, be you guys. <laughs> We're not going to send today. Not you're today. A thing. Maybe tomorrow. Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Don't send on the Sabbath, guys. No. Oh, heavens, no. Sorry about my behavior last week in the confession, sir. The things I uh, said that no should not be broadcast. No all right. Uh, we all falter, my son. We all falter. <laughs> but your heart's in the right place. Well, thank God. I mean, Catholics are awesome yeah. because we, we get to we get to do whatever we want all week long. We go to confession, it wipes it all out. It's beautiful. Yes. Well, we got a lot of topics today. So what do you guys want to start start with first? Uh, uh, Amy Barrett, you can talk about her in the hearings. Which I... Pretty sure the Democrats know they've lost that issue. And she is, unless they pull Schumer and Bunch, going to pull a bunch of uh, moves to try to delay, delay, delay. But I don't think that's going to – I think I, they're going to attempt it. I don't know. I mean, with the the people they had on last night that were pro Amy Barrett, um, I, I – I don't think they're going to pull anything this time. I think they just want us to go ahead and do it, or the the, the Republicans do it, but so they can uh, try to just bash Trump. I think Amy Barrett is performing a service to the United States of America that people aren't talking a whole heck of a lot about. And what the service is, is how to completely dismantle liberal arguments because it's all on emotions and appealing to those who are misinformed and ignoramus. That's what the Democrat platform is. Amy Barrett is much smarter than any Democrat on the planet. And she's basically presenting a framework for how to combat their ridiculous, dumb arguments, period. The only thing I can say about her, I hate her voice. <laughs> I did. I did. It, really it, that really tall talking like it said that. I go, oh my gosh. If I was one of the kids, that would just drive me nuts. <laughs> she sounds like she should be ta- screaming at people in the back of the minivan. Yes. Really. yes. <laughs> Father, your thoughts. Well, she's one of ours. I love her. Um, it's interesting that we never discussed during the John F. K. presidential election his Catholicism. Um, and when Harry Truman was asked about his Catholicism, Harry Truman said, I don't care about the Pope. You should worry about the pop. 
And so, um, obviously, he was referring to John F. Kennedy's father, that's one of the most crookedest mobsters this country's ever produced. Um, and he was right. Don't worry about the Pope. Worry about the pop. Oh, pop. <laughs> and uh, in this case, I'm not worried about the Pope. I'm not worried about her Catholicism. I, I see her as a wonderful mother. I see her as a wonderful wife. Uh, her jurisprudence is, is, is dead rights on. And, and, you know, have we forgot what the Supreme Court's purpose is? And, and that is to play umpire in terms of law as it relates to the, to the Constitution. You know, stacking the court like Biden wants to do. And you know, I, I don't care whether it's nine justices or 900, although I do believe nine is a working number. I that do works too. well together. Having said that, though, the purpose of, of the judges, when you look back in the early, early days of our, our founding fathers, they were to be, you know, uh, an independent-minded person who defines what comes with their court. Is it constitutional or is it non-constitutional? And therefore, the cornerstone of our republic should be the Constitution. It is the cornerstone. We don't alter it. We don't, we don't remake it. We, 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 we just don't touch it. They, they, they did such a great job. Who would want to touch it? And um, except those who want to do harm to, to fellow citizens and to the world. Um, it is the cornerstone of every country that wants to be a part of it. The justices, the Supreme Court justices, are there for one reason. To interpret the law based on the Constitution. What does the Constitution have to say about whatever is before them? Anything outside of that uh, belongs to legislation. does not belong to them. And anytime they act like... And the questions we ask them are, are questions we would ask people running for the Senate or for the House. Excuse me, folks. What you should be asking is, are you loyal to the interpretation of the Constitution? She is, by the way. She is. I agree. Well, I mean, then that, that way... Since, since we have at least one of them who's loyal to the four that are uh, not loyal to the Constitution, they're, lo- they're loyal to the Democrat Party. Whatever the Democrat Party wants is what they're going to get with four of those justices. But yet, Roberts is the one who's always under attack. He's the one who's always under attack because you never know which way he's going no, to vote. You don't. But it never used to be that way. The first. liberals are all so reliable that I don't care what. The issue is they don't even have to go to law school as far as I'm concerned. All they have to do is just take a temperature of the Democrat Party, and that's the way they're going to go because they have no morals or no scruples when it comes to interpreting the Constitution. They don't care. They have no principles, just like most of the Democrat Party. I agree. It's, it's, I think, I, and I think that's a very good point. I think the reason that they um, – the reason they wanted to put politics on the bench, um, and I'm sorry that those liberal um, magistrates um, side with the Democrat Party. Neither side should side with the Democrats or Republicans. I know some. Some I know this is a conservative show, guys, and you know I'm very conservative. Uh, but in the, the day, I don't think it should be. Uh, uh, um, I don't think it should be a political arena. It should be neutral ground, and does it fit the, the framework of the Constitution? Is this law, is this case before us fit the framework of the Constitution? Yes or no? And and, and, and that's what they need to be calling it. Uh, to me, uh, the conservatives or the, or the liberals on the, on the court is not as important as are you going to obey the laws of the Constitution? Are you going to interpret your case law that comes before you uh, or cases before you? Are you going to interpret it based on the Constitution? If you're not, you're, then 
then you're doing the seat uh, an, an injustice. And too bad we can't impeach you. Well, the Supreme Court, in my opinion, is a p- perfect example yeah. of what should be versus what is. You, what you said is exactly right, Father. But the problem is, especially when when Democrat presidents get activist judges in there, because by definition they are activist judges. Period. And so, and so, if a Democrat uh, nominates a judge to be on the Supreme Court to be a justice, by definition, they are going to be activists and they're not going to be textualists or constitutionalists. They're going to be arms of the Democrat Party, by definition. I agree. Well, let's change it up. Did uh, first let's anybody that wants to uh, contact us, please. Anything, uh, complaints, comments, likes, war stories. <laughs> Again, the email address is show at rightontalk.com. Please email us. Uh, let's see. Did, did anybody watch uh, the president last night with uh, Savannah the Guthrie? Guthrie, is that right? Yeah. The moderator? Yeah, that was more like a debate, except debating a left-wing liberal. Same thing. My gosh, she wouldn't let him talk. Nope. Answer a question. Her uh, interrupted Trump a hundred (laughs) times. It was embarrassing for her, and it. I believe that that what what Trump said early on is this is a setup with him from. Or by NBC. Oh, absolutely. No, no doubt. That are, are you shocked that they were? They no, no. Up? no but why not, was he not, so shocked? Right, but he did do a good job. He did, you know. And I think it came across that he looked like the good guy, and she looked. I think so. This time, you know, she was on this full attack, and just um, you know, the get the special the 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 people in the audience that had the questions. Um, that was probably cut short because she kept interrupting and talking over him and ta- asking these stupid questions that have been answered. Like hammer, hammering him about his taxes again. That's and Nobody's done that. No, oh. We're not even sure that New York Times has seen the taxes. Um, and who? And if they did, it, it w- they would have sent it out. If ah. That would have been leaked by now. Those taxes would have been leaked. Well, I, I tell you right now that I, I wasn't even watching. I was watching the counter. I was watching George Stephanopoulos and Joe Biden spooning in the freaking living room floor. <laughs> well, spooning. I didn't watch that one. So what did you find on watching uh, 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 Joe? <laughs> It was pretty unbelievable. It was unbelievable. So, John, tell me about your experiences in Scranton, Delaware, whatever the hell you said. No, Scranton, Pennsylvania, George. Oh, Scranton, Pennsylvania. And, and it's just so stupid because he, we all know they're all in the tank for uh, for uh, for Joe Biden. I, I would love, to, just for once, I would love to see Mark Levin interview Joe Biden. Just one time I'd love to see Joe yeah, Biden. Yeah. Oh my How God. How would that go? <laughs> Can you believe that? What was that? Uh, Joe. <laughs> Mr. Producer, can you at least wake the guy up? <laughs> 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 I 
You were the vice president under Obama. Obama, I said. What did you do in eight years? Um, uh, <laughs> that's so right on. That, that would be the funniest damn thing to watch Mark Levin interview Joe Biden. I, I, I'm telling you right now, let, can we please start a petition and a drive to set up a 15-minute interview with Mark Levin and Joe Biden? I mean, what would it cost? Well, cost nothing. Oh, you, Joe, Joe Biden's oh, Joe, campaign. Oh, what would it, co- it cost oh, oh. Joe? I thought you meant. Oh, he, okay. <laughs> I think he would be decimated. He'd be staring and he, he'd be on pupils enlarged. If he if he talks to somebody with 140 IQ or higher with common sense, it's over. I.e., a conservative. <laughs> uh, by the way, I mean you have to throw in the common sense part. That makes you a conservative. But if you do. Have, have that type of interview. Can you imagine Joe Biden? His brain cell would explode and he'd be left with zero. <laughs> he was, he answered one question instead of like looking at the camera in front of him. He was looking at the one inside of him, like looking up in the air. I'm going, what are you looking at? I, uh, uh, my wife said that, that there was a, it was, um, they were down in a pit, so to speak. Oh, so he's talking to he's people. He's talking to the three people in the audience. Was, I okay. watched it. I'm not, there's probably five people in that studio. I think he was looking the, for, I think he was looking for the auditorium. fly that landed on uh, the <laughs> vice president. I think, I think somebody told him that that fly followed him all down to Philadelphia, wherever he was. And he was just looking around for it. And, Squinting those eyes, concentrating, trying to. Do we do we have any Biden clips by by chance? We do. (laughs) And and I'm gonna (laughs) Biden clips. (laughs) I don't know why we're even focused on Joe Biden. Are we? Well, because are are people really voting for Joe Biden? Well, there'll be people Uh, voting. Come on, he's gonna be in bed. He's, he's gonna be what? He's gonna be in bed. He's gonna be tired. Yeah, it's but, gonna be Kamala Harris. I'll tell you right now, Kamala Harris is the one we should be focused it, in on. She is so camel, angry. Camel love. Oh my! Yeah, we go with the camel goodness life, gracious. It, it's sexist to call her according uh, of to her. Co- well, we're gonna be back to not being able to say a word about anybody you know what you're doing over here on this thing all this other stuff (laughs) again look look at all the equipment i have to do at the same time people born before electricity should not be playing with such high-tech equipment hey i'm uh, i'm right on the money (laughs) at all times yeah but we uh here we go come here man you have to turn that up a little bit people want to make a change though well that's up to them to decide why should they? It's for them to decide. We'll make your case. I'm not going to. We can't. We, we have some technical difficulties at the moment. This climate crisis. That's as loud as it's getting. the need for environmental, for environmental justice. Sorry, as a bug. <laughs> Speaking of the environment. There we go. We need to work again with Canada and Mexico as neighbors, not as adversaries. As adversaries. <laughs> Donald Trump does pose an excellent strength to this. It's not hypothetical. There's things that are worth dealing with China tough on. That makes it far more durable, reliable, and powerful. And partnerships built on cohesion, uh, excuse me, coercion. But if you could take care of 
if you were a quartermaster, you can sure and help take care of running a you know department store uh, thing. You know, what? Or, you know, <laughs> what? I don't know. Or the ladies' department, or whatever. You know what I mean? Ladies' department. What makes his wild claims and hopes? You know what? I, you know what we're not talking about. We don't notice guy. what he said. Or won't we? We're not talking about. I think the majority of his voters understand exactly what he's saying, and, and that's exactly how they think. The way he talks is how they think. <laughs> so we Good are making fun of it, and because we we are somewhat smart people with with uh, common sense, which is a delineating factor, which makes us conservative is common sense. But how are we? We laugh at this guy, but. Majority of people who vote for him are probably listening to him saying, "Yeah, that's how my brain works." What's the problem with that? I don't know if they're that bad. <laughs> I mean, okay. Well, I mean, so you're saying the the lack of common sense is the only thing that makes them the Trump supporters or or Biden supporters? And I say that's that cannot be. No, I think, I think maybe their brains actually think like his. We got to remember, <clears throat> it's easy to be liberal. It's it's late. Actually, it's lazy to be liberal because you can't make your point. It's tough to be a conservative because you actually have to use your brain and think uh, all this out and actually try and help people and bring them up. You're trying to say that logic has to be in play instead of emotion. That's exactly what I'm trying to say. It's easy to say, "Hey, we got a homeless." I'm tired of you calling me, making fun of my weight. <laughs> You're not body shaming. I swear to God. Oh God. Oh, I'm sorry. So that was my liberal break there for just a second. Go back. I'm triggered. I'm triggered, and I played out in a safety pit. Go in your special room, please. Yeah, you need. We, you need a timeout. <laughs> well, to a liberal, you got a homeless problem. Well, that's easy when you're a liberal. We'll just give the homeless shelter more money, or we'll give them more. We'll give them a tent. <laughs> the conservative side, on the conservative side, we've got to really think it out. We got to look at the mental health portion of it, the drug and alcohol abuse. So it's a deep think, and be liberal <clears throat> is is just very easy. It's 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 a easy. Um, well, the fact of the matter is this. Everybody talks about, and it's insulting because Sean Hannity is one of the guys I, I look at as, okay, what about ism? Okay, and the, and the what about this? And what about that? And how about this? And how about that? And there's a double standard. And there's a, look, there, it's, it's fundamentally impossible to have double standards when it comes to liberalism. Why? Because liberals have no standards. So you're not playing in the same arena. You can't think like that. Okay, when you have those standards, there can't be a double standard by definition. So don't think like that. So I I always, whenever I talk to liberals, you know, and a conservative really, really, really messes up, and they say, what do you think we should do with that guy? We should fire him. When a liberal messes up, it's like, give him a raise because that's par for the course. That's who they are because they have no standards by definition. Well, they would only get a raise if they attacked some conservative. No, conservatives should be held to a standard, In not a higher standard, are. a st- standard, and they and they are held to that, especially by other conservatives. So if they fail to live up to that, and 
then you should get rid of them. Democrats should never be held up to a standard. They should never have a standard because they don't have standards. So whenever they, you know, go out and do whatever they do to to humiliate themselves in the United States of America, that's perfectly fine. Well, that's well, that's why they circle the wagons when one of them is in trouble. They all stand up for one another. Why should any of them be in trouble? Because they have no standards to begin with. They well, that's should, my they point. Just run around roughshod and not care because that's exactly who they are. They're liberals. They're sloppy. They're unorganized. They're not. They're 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 lower forms of political life, and that's what they are. Well, speaking about something like that, let's talk about uh, uh, Biden's son and the problems that he may be having. Father Teddy Bear, you still there? What's your thoughts? Yeah. Oh. Hey, spinners, I'm still here. Um, you, you made a lot of good points uh, a moment ago. And it, I, I was pondering before I responded to that. I was, I was pondering. Um, there was a, a, a book many, many years ago, guys. Uh, many years ago. I can't remember the author. can't remember the title. But it was it was an eye-opener for me. He went, this, this historian went back in history. And he looked at every president that had won. He removed them and actually put in the president that lost. If that person had become president, what would our, what would our country be today? You know, so if you look at every loser in every presidential race since Lincoln, starting with Lincoln, where he started, um, if, and, 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 uh, if Douglas had won, you know, say instead of Lincoln. So he looked at all of their views that the ones who lost their views and they were in office, he made it in, in actually what he showed was, um, and of course, you know, in, in that lineup, we had Democrats who beat Republicans. So, you know, how to, what would it be if a Republican won during the Democrat, uh, situation? Um, it was, it was interesting um, the world we would have lived in looked really dark <laughs> where we would have been based on those, those outcomes. Um, there were some good points um, that the author had made, for instance, during the missiles of October with, with the Kennedys had Nixon won that race considering his, uh, you know, his paranoia. Um, he may not have done a good a job negotiating. He just was civil as bomb Cuba <laughs> with a nuke. And, uh, you know, that could have, that could have escalated out of control. So, I mean, um, there's a times too, where, uh, you know, and Harry Truman was a Democrat, but I think he did a lot for the presidential office. Um, FDR, I have no respect for, uh, not a hero. So, um, but, um, uh, but he did look at that. So then I, I was thinking of that book when you were all talking. And I'm wondering, you know, what would the what would the what would the next future be should the liberals win? Well, I mean, and and then the question is, um, how does America benefit? I mean, if, if Joe Biden wins, it means it means, quite frankly, that enough people and the electorate decided that that liberalism is is the right thing to do. So, what is happening at at the grassroots that says this is a good thing? We can we can say the obvious things that that you know it's like Teddy Roosevelt said you know Republicans get mad when they catch you in a lie and Democrats get mad when you catch them in a lie, um, and so uh, or uh, when you get when they get caught lying excuse me when they get caught lying, and so um, you know uh, we obviously could see the differences there and it's easy to logically pick between uh, Donald Trump and and Vice President Biden. The question is. What is going on with our country that they want to even consider? Uh, I, I remember the Gary Hart election 
uh, something is uh, when he ran the, the things that we consider extremely minor. They, you know, buried him, buried him deep in the ground. So what has happened in our society that that a person like Joe Biden and his corrupt family? Um, and, and I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying he's the only corrupt politician, um, but um, and I agree with you guys that, not, that the Democrats don't have a, a same standard that the Republicans do. Um, and I also look at this, you know, if Obamacare is so, was so wonderful for the American people, how come, how come Congress, how come Congress never chose Obamacare for their own health care plan? Exactly. So, so they have to start living what they, what they sell us out here. My big question is this, what is it about the American people that, that, he, that this guy even has a remote chance? What has changed in our culture and our belief system? And I, and I'm, I'm really wondering, I, I wish someone would explain that to me because I just don't have a grasp where it went wrong. We're, we could wind up with a liberal president. We could wind up, he could wind up uh, not being a president for more than six months and be declared mentally retarded uh, or, or, or demented and, and pulled out of office or, 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 or God forbid worse. So why is this even appealing to so many people? I have an, I have an idea right now. Okay, great. Since the, since the advent of the internet, has American society gotten smarter since Twitter and Facebook and all these other places that routinely ban conservative thought? What are they trying to do with all of that? They're trying to keep people not as smart so they can sell them ads for dumb things so they can continue to make boatloads of cash. And that's what they're doing. And, and I'll tell you this, since the advent of the internet, American society has gotten really, really, really dumb. And, and in order to appeal to Democrat voters, you have to make them as completely ignoramus as possible. And that's what they're, that's, that's what I think the difference is back right now. It's all about the grasp of power with Democrats has nothing to do with improving one person's life, except for their, except for their own. And hey, Father, I got a question. In your opinion, what what makes a a person crave the power? For example, Pelosi being eighty years old. What what? Why would you want to be Speaker of the House at eighty years old with that kind of pressure? We know she wants power, but what psychologically, since you're a priest, you've been. I have to relate to my small world, but um, my first, you know, when I was right out of seminary, I worked for a wonderful, wonderful priest. He was my he was my senior priest, wonderful guy, uh, elderly guy in his sixties. I'm in my twenties, and he's just a, you know, how you meet certain people in life. There's a man or woman. They're just sweet, elderly, wise people. Um, and I was working late one night in, in the office, and he had a board meeting. You know, the associates are not always, um, uh, you know, allowed in the board meeting. So I was not in the board meeting. Uh, he was, but he saw that I was working late. And he came into my office after the board meeting and he sat down. And he looked just totally, totally, totally exhausted, just wiped out. And I said, Father, what's wrong? He said, he said, you know, the good book tells us we're two or more gathered. There I shall be. But he said, we're two or more gathered at my board. He said, I got a hell of a lot of problems. They're all on power trips to that board. And I never forgot that. You know, uh, He was making a little bit of humor, um, but they beat him up. And um, 
and it, it, what he was referring to is, you know, in the Bible, as you may recall, um, you know, Jesus said, "Were two more gathered, I shall be there." Um, but not if you're not if you're surrounded by power hungry people who seem to keep Jesus at the outside door, um, or for our, our Jewish friends, you know, God and Elijah outside the door. So I just want to say that um, in my experience, and my experience is, is limited to you know just communities. My experience is people crave power um, uh, because they're insecure, they're inept. I, I once uh, I heard a, a very wealthy man once say many many years ago back in in the eighties uh, we were discussing the election and uh, he said you know the problem with politicians is they get elected because they can't hold a real job in life they cannot hold a real job and he said so we take these losers from the street and they look good they put on a good soundbite and then we elect them and then we want to know why our country's messed up because we actually took people we would never hire or fire and put them in positions of, 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 of managing our lives through legislation. His name was Al. And I think Al hit it right on the head. You know, there's, Al you know, uh, <laughs> you know, Al Roker. You know. No. <laughs> <laughs> he did it. <laughs> but, but I think people with power are insecure. I, I have met, I've never met anyone who, you know, who is, you know, trying to do power plays who isn't insecure. They're afraid somebody's going to take something from them. Well, the fact uh, of the matter is the, the entire Democrat platform is, number one, take your money. Number two, take, yeah, your, take guns, your money. Make you completely weak and then be make you dependent on them and, and win elections forever, especially when you uh, take get two more states in there with four new senators and also you uh, naturalize 12 million illegal aliens. When you do all that sort of stuff and you can win elections forever and make people dependent on you because they have no guns and no money, then, then you have real power, and that's exactly what they're trying to do. And it starts with this election. Well, let's I'm going to change this up one more time. Hey, you guys, I came across this poll. It's a well, actually, it's a, a model. It's called the Helmut Norpoth model by a he's a political scientist, professor Professor Norpoth. He was uh, from Stony professor. Brook University in New York. And he's predicted 27 elections, and out of, the, out of the 27, he's got 25 of them correct, including the 2016 election with Donald Trump. And this year, he has Trump winning by 91%. So I, I, I just wanted to throw out that positive kind of thing out there because we need that because I am worried about this election. Well, I think Trump will win <clears> – <throat> if the cheating isn't as extensive as we believe it might be. So um, we're going to have to call the guard out maybe to pull Trump out of that White House. You know, I don't, he's not leaving. Oh, he'll, oh <laughs> I hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> he's got to leave for God's sakes. <laughs> and, 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 and I don't, I wasn't in that meeting uh, with the DNC and Pelosi coming up with this, this this idea, but uh, there's ulterior motive for coming up with that. What that twenty fourth or twenty fifth? Twenty fifth amendment. That's for amendment. Bi- that's for Biden. I think it is. Too. It's absolutely for Biden. This commission. Kamala Harris, the vice president, has to sign the OK for that, and she would do that in a second. Absolutely. This is this is a uh, this commission she started. 
this is not for Trump. He's got, if he loses, he's done in three weeks. Why would they start this 25th Amendment routine commission for three weeks to go? It's not for Trump. It's for Biden. They know that he has cognitive, at least cognitive issues. If, going if Biden on. gets into the White House, um, do they have like activities scheduled throughout? Do they have activities scheduled throughout the course of the day? Like, I mean, like one fifteen, we have shuffleboard. Yes, for Biden. Yes, <laughs> At one forty-five, we're going to have a meet and greet with some of the others in the, in your wing. And, well, it'd be the it'd be the assisted living facility, so we'll have a, we'll have an activity oh, record one too. That's, it. That's, what it, that's what I'm referring to. Well, it is a white building, so yeah, it is. I mean, my goodness gracious, Nurse Ratchet would be there for some of the others. Well, hey guys, thanks for joining us. Please email us at show at righton.com. Father Teddy, Father again, Teddy, thank thanks you. so much. Hey guys, have a great great weekend. Good Sabbath. See you at Mass. And Tubby, the political refugee. Thank you for stopping by. He can go go on his own, and he can take all this gear off he's got on. Well, he looked like it could be Antifa. I, I thought we were going to get robbed. When, when, I'm, when I'm cutting my grass, I don't need my lib neighbors knowing who I am. They're violent people over there, man. All right, guys. Thanks we're out of here. <laughs>